Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hey everyone, today I'm talking with Dean Brown about how he helps professional men and dads create six-figure-plus businesses. Dean empowers professional men and dads to face their suppressed emotions, limiting beliefs, and self-denial to embrace life without guilt, anger, or hate, and manifest their highest vision of peace, love, and profit in life and business. He is preparing to begin his own segments on Life Balance TV that is featured on the new Roku app on new smart TVs, Amazon Fire, and soon to be on Apple TV. Right now, he is using his harsh real-life experiences to excellent affiliate marketing platforms, his high-performance group coaching, and his men's mastermind group to facilitate helping professional men and dads to develop a high-performance, holistic, law-of-attraction mindset that creates a six-plus-figure multi-stream business income unique to them. Welcome, Dean. Happy to be here, Virginia. I'm sorry I gave you that tongue twister to work over. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Looks like you've got a lot of ways to help the dads and and men. That's because I've been through a lot and I have uh, come to the realization that to be my best, I can't be just one thing. I've got to be like a, a, a whole book, good, you know, lots of subject matter, lots of depth. That's where I am now. Well, and life's multifaceted too, right? Like we're not, well, I hope I'm not just a mom, right? Or, right. Or, right. Or just whatever my work position title is. So I think that uh, having a title can sometimes be that definition can hold us into a box. And sometimes we've got to make sure that we don't allow ourselves to be in that box. If we're going to be full and complete and able to help other people, I'm all about helping other people. So it's one of those things where I try to avoid judgment and definitions so that we can actually be a complete self and, and, you know, accept things from a different angle, be creative and that sort of thing. Yeah. So could you tell us how you started this entrepreneurial journey or got to where you are today? Absolutely, absolutely. So I used to work in the uh, manufacturing industry here in Canada. I used to work on a big printing press that we made Sears catalogs, and you know where Sears is these days. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I had to be willing to embrace change in order to continue to survive. So in 2008, along with the rest of the world, uh, with the crash, uh, I was forced into a position where one day I was making $120,000 a year, the next day I was unemployed. So it was, okay, so what do you do now? And uh, up to that point, uh, having been raised by a a World War II fighter pilot from the Depression era, uh, I was kind of forcefully taught how life should be. This is what you should should be a man. Don't show any weakness. Don't show your emotions. This is what you got to do. You got to be the breadwinner. And I always found that that was um, that definition that held me in a box. And even though I was able to be successful at everything I ever, ever chose to do, I wasn't me. I wasn't complete. I was always feeling a certain amount of locked in. Like it was, I wasn't allowed to, to, there was lots of stuff that just wasn't me. And uh, in that 2008 beginning of that journey that forced me to change, uh, I started to become an entrepreneur on my own at that point. That's where the entrepreneur journey truly started. I went for uh, being a renovation carpenter, doing home renovations, landscaping, that sort of thing. Uh, and that was my first foray into my own business. But I found myself in small claims court trying to get paid more than I did actually doing the work. So I ended up in a place where I used up all my savings, 
used up all my my pension, uh, struggled uh, intellectually, uh, mentally, spiritually. Uh, I was also uh, involved deeply in a uh, fundamental Baptist church as a, a, an addictions uh, program leader, as well as uh, I had a prison a prison ministry where I would go into a Canadian medium security prison uh, once or twice a week and uh, do spiritual uh, studies, spiritual guidance, as well as pre-release uh, counseling. And even then, I knew there was something missing. There was, and I, I couldn't connect to it. And it got to the point where I was, I was more frustrated than happy, uh, more depressed than inspired. And I actually tried to kill myself a couple of times. Each time I was saved by one person. The first time it was a stranger. The second time it was one of my own children. Now, let me explain about the child. The second time I was going to do it right. I was going to go where nobody could find me, but I wanted to say goodbye to my kids first. And one of those children was unavailable to say goodbye to. And I couldn't do that to her on an ongoing basis because I've had actually other family members, uh, cousins, uncles, and that sort of thing actually commit suicide. And I saw what that did. But at the same point in time, I still had the that mental place where I thought if the world was better without me, the universe had a different story, a different plan, and it wouldn't let me go. And today I'm very, very thankful for that. My children are very also thankful for that. Although there are some of them that don't want to talk to me, they'll, we'll work our way through that. That's, this is life in the modern era. But uh, the, the whole purpose at that point was, okay, so if I have a purpose, what is it? And many of us struggle with what are we here to do? Why are we here? That's a huge question for, I think, everybody at some point. And for many people right through to their deathbed. For me, I know that. I'm blessed with that knowledge. I have that blessing. Call it a blessing. And so uh, I went through a lot of personal coaching. I, went, I studied real estate investing. I, I studied stock market investing. Uh, and then I started realizing that, wait a second, I've always been a coach. When I was in the manufacturing industry, I led a team. Uh, on the press and that press was the type of machine that could kill you out of 10 most hazardous work circumstances there was seven at my workplace so it was always a focus to make sure everybody went home with their fingers and toes just actually go home right go home to your family safely each day and I saw many circumstances where people almost didn't do that so uh, I was in the health and safety committee I was a first aider lead hand, fire ward, and all these different things. And the training to help people not hurt themselves led to me digging into this coach thing after the universe saved me when I came to realize that hate wasn't part of what I needed to live by and aggression wasn't what I needed to live by. I needed to break out of that pattern that my dad had kind of forced me into, society, school, all those things that tell you you have to be a man, you have to be the breadwinner, you have to be tough, like I mentioned earlier. And so to break out of that was a huge challenge for me. And when I did break out of that, it was so freeing. Uh, I was able to connect with my emotions. I was able to connect with my spiritual self. I was able to uh, recognize suppressed memories and not have it be a, 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 one of those things that was like, oh no, I've, you know, I've got this suppressed memory. And so it was just uh, the, the, the ability to be myself was such a freeing, freeing thing that uh, I have to share it. I just have to share it because it's the way we should all be. That's um, quite the journey you've been on. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, and it's not over. <laughs> thank you, <Glad>. thank you. <laughs> the really interesting part has just begun actually, so I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, 
What do you like most about the work that you're doing? Oh, there's no question. I like seeing the light in someone's eyes when they realize who and what they can be, that it wasn't what they thought. They're in that place where they're struggling, like I mentioned how I was. And the ability that I have to do it for myself makes it very, very, very rewarding when I can help someone else do the same thing. So everybody's different. Everybody's unique. Quick joke. How do you catch a unique rabbit? Go ahead and try to figure that one out. Answer it. On it. Yeah, you know this one. And how do you catch a tame rabbit? Tame way. Yeah, you're the first person I've ever met that knows that joke. Way to go. We must be parents, right? <laughs> or both Canadians, one of the two. <laughs> or both Canadians, right? So that, that's the beauty of what I do. It, it allows me to re-experience that joy, that happiness, that elation of being more today than I was yesterday. That's the thing I like to share that and to encourage that in other people. That's cool. I know that you said that everyone's unique, which is totally true, which is awesome. <laughs> It'd be kind of yeah, boring if we all weren't, right? But are there some common mistakes that you see some of your clients making? Big time, big time. There's two, I'm gonna speak about two. The first one is self-denial or, or self-judgment where we're not giving ourselves permission to celebrate the wins. We're always about spanking ourselves about the things we didn't get right. And I, I find that that's one of the most insidious things to hold people back. They get into this mindset where I missed this, I didn't do that, or even worse, where they're blaming other people more so than themselves, where they're not even connected to themselves. And it's all about what the rest of the world is doing to hold them back. So I find those two aspects uh, are very, very powerful in holding someone from being who they can potentially be and actually giving themselves permission to pursue that potential. The second thing is judgment. Now that I'm connected with uh, my spiritual self, I meditate and, uh, and I understand the law of attraction and quantum mechanics and, and, you know, entanglement and all these things. I don't want to get into a big, crazy discussion about this stuff that's really a mind bender, but it's, it's helped me understand that true spiritual love, and we're all meant to love. That's our most powerful ability is to love. You as a mother, me as a father, we, we both know that love is the most important thing we can share with our children. Uh, and judgment is the worst. Because when you put judgment on yourself or someone else, you are putting them in that box that I mentioned earlier, and you're trying to force them to stay in that box by having that judgment, as well as you're forcing your own thinking to stay in that box. Because you're not allowing yourself to be free, think out of the box, think you know from out of the blue, so to speak, and, and just be uh, one with your creative self. It's interesting. I'm just going to throw this in here because I'm a mom of young kids. But several <laughs> times since you've been speaking, I thought of Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, right. Anyway. That's okay. Now, she, now she's back to being who she can be. <laughs> right, 100%. And that's, that's our, <clears throat> excuse me, that's our most important. Well, that's why we're here. We're here. We're spiritual beings on a physical journey. And the purpose of the physical journey is to give us the contrast from our spiritual perfection so we can appreciate that spiritual perfection that contrast is the key that's why we're here for this experience sorry <laughs> it's okay it's all good i was mentioning that spiritual experience and how we're freed from it so yeah mm -hmm. is there like i know you probably don't want to get in too deep but is there like yeah that's anything at all anything at all go ahead dig deep i don't mind i like it actually <laughs> so 
How do you help solve those two big problems that you tend to see? Well, awareness. So deny it or not, the truth of it is that we're born with two things, Virginia. We're born with awareness and we're born with choice. Those are what we're born with. That's what we'll die with. And there's everything else is an illusion. So if you are in a place where you've been taught by your parents, by society, by school, by your job to ignore your awareness, you don't realize that our emotions are our signal from our spirit about whether or not we're on track to what we're supposed to be doing. So if you're feeling happy and joyous, that's your spirit saying you're doing the right thing. If you're feeling anxiety, stress, anger, frustration, that's your spirit telling you you're thinking and doing the wrong thing. So this is where I start with people. I ask them, how are they feeling about what they're thinking and what they're doing in life? And then I get them to be um, willing. I ask them if they're willing, because I, I actually, before I coach anybody, I, they have to be willing, they have to be coachable, and they have to be hungry. And if they're not those three things, then, then you know I try to find someone else to help them. But to answer your question more directly, when people are struggling with what I just mentioned, that awareness, that connection to their awareness has to be nurtured. It has to be uh, connected to, it has to be made aware of awareness and they have to work through what's been blocking it up to this point. And I help them with that. I, everybody's like I mentioned and, you, and you've agreed, everybody's unique. So that the things that hold you back from that awareness are different for everybody. But as soon as you get that awareness, you can start to make better choices. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we've touched on like your ideal, like you work with dads and, and men, but is there like men, yeah. professional men? So is there like an, an ideal group of men that you work with? So I work with anybody that's trying to build a business and have it be something that embellishes or improves their life while they're at it. A lot of people separate the two. The old school approaches separate your life from your business. And there's that separation is our, is our mistake at the core. We need to be connected. We need to be connected to ourselves. We need to be connected to our community. And the niche of men that I work with are men that are willing to embrace that. Uh, you, you can be a tradesman. You can, you can be a CEO, any form of C-suite individual, any business owner. Anybody that is in a place where uh, it's not just about the job, or even if they are like thinking that a job is, they've come to that awareness that a job isn't the ultimate and they need to get out of it. I, I coach several people who have walked away from several hundred thousand dollar a year jobs because they knew as soon as they asked their boss for a time off, the boss said, oh no, no way, man. You're in charge of a million dollars of our, of our uh, revenue. You can't go anywhere. Where's the freedom in that? Right. And 90% of the time when men ask for time off, it's about their family because mm -hmm. they have someone at home that says, daddy's not here anymore. And I want daddy here. And that's where your life becomes connected to your, 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 whatever your job is or your, your career or whatever the case may be. And that's the part that I work with. I work with men that need to strengthen that. And, and of course I have different ways to start different businesses for them, depending on who they are and what they want to do. So that that's where the multi-stream thing comes in. Okay. So how do you get in front of these gentlemen? Do you like, do you Facebook ads? Is it more word of mouth? There's a, I do podcasts like you do. Uh, I have a private group on Facebook. 
uh, I reach out organically on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, I, I find ads, paid ads, as much as they're effective, are not personal enough. Mm -hmm. So you don't always get the kind of person, you know, you get lots of people responding, but they're not necessarily the person that's of your tribe, uh -huh. right? So uh, for me, what I talk about is believe, receive, to achieve. Ask, believe, and receive to achieve. And that's all about the law of attraction. So I look for men that are, are in a place where they're ready to make a change. And I reach out to them on a basis that the law of attraction provides. Uh, as I go through just being myself, showing the, I'm, I'm always giving value online and everywhere I go. And that right there, the law of attraction is the most powerful aspect. Cool. That's good. Um, are there any like big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next couple of years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> one of the most important things that I want to do is it's my goal to reach 100,000 men over the rest of my career. I'm pushing 60 now. So it's not like I'm starting in my 30s. I, it took me a long time to get where I am. Excuse me. And um, the awareness that, yes, I have the strength of mind, the strength of body to continue on. And I'm probably going to be doing this when I'm 80 because I love it so much. In that time, I want to help as many men as I can reconnect to themselves so that they can strengthen their family. And you see, we don't raise a family. We cultivate a family. When you're raising something, you're telling them how they're going to do the next step. When you're cultivating something, you're, you're nurturing it to grow into its own purpose, its own self. So this is so there's a paradigm shift going on that started with in 2020 with, you know, about the pandemic, where the whole world was put in a place where it was forced to change. I'm taking that forced change and turning it into a chosen change that includes a paradigm shift of heartfelt love, purposeful existence, and a life full of abundance and accomplishment i like how um you cultivate the family instead of mm -hmm. raising the family right and then and really like 2020 in essence is just all of our like how we perceive to look at it or how we mm -hmm. choose to perceive it and what happened with it awareness and choice mm -hmm. do yeah. you have any roadblocks that you feel like are holding you back from achieving your goal as a human being I struggle with what my mind tells me all the time. Uh, and it's, it's you know, we all have days where we're, we're supermen and we all have days where we wish we knew who Superman was. And it's, it's, it's that ebb and flow, but I always celebrate the wins. And I don't get into that judgment box where I'm telling myself that I'm not worthy. When I think those thoughts, it's always based on something external that I'm allowing myself to, to possibly believe is real and so I just tell myself through my coaching through the people my mentors I as a coach have more than one coach I have uh, several mentors and coaches that are all six seven and eight figure earners uh, million dollar earners that really know their their business their mindset all these different things and I, I value them deeply uh, there's there's never been a circumstance where I succeeded without their help Everybody that's a success today has that success because they chose to ask for help. That's probably the most powerful thing that I do. And I also encourage is when you're struggling, ask for help. And that's the big thing, right? And it's hard sometimes to 
to let's say swallow the pride and ask for help. Big time, big time. And you know, uh, one of the things I try to teach is that it, it it's a strength to choose to ask for help because in that you've realized that you can't do it alone. And that's powerful. When you can come to that awareness and make that choice, again, back to awareness and choice, you've just stepped to the next level. And it's interesting too, because when we allow other people to help us, we might be helping them too, right? Like in ways that we never realized or whatever that's right. either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every time I've helped somebody, they've helped me just by the simple fact of their insights as to what their challenges were. Because I always ask people, how does that make you feel? How long have you been living with this? What are your, what have you tried to solve this with? And everybody always has a different answer. Even though they're, they're based in the same aspects of mindset challenges, everybody's tried so many different things and, and, or struggled with so many different things. And to be in a place where I can experience that, I'm also a suicide prevention mentor in a large men's group. So when I have people call me up and ask for help, and they're like at the point where they're, you know, on the verge, as I have been, th their story is never the same as mine, right? Uh, there, there has been men that have been in a place where they're about to have, a, their wives about to have a baby, and they're thinking about killing themselves. And, and that's like, that's, that's a tragedy right there. Um, you know, the baby's going to come into this world and their dad's, al dad's already dead through suicide. So this, this is a powerful, powerful stigma that is out there for men's health today, men's mental health. And it, it's, um, it's, a, it's a privilege and an honor for me to be in a place where I can help men get through that. Especially with um, the year that we just went through and all of the financial pressure even just mm. that the mm -hmm. men have and just how much our suicidal rate has gone up that past, like last year. Absolutely. So Absolutely. hopefully you'll be able to reach more men. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. I mentioned 100,000 men and I'm willing to get beyond that, but I'm certainly pushing towards that, right? Yeah. So can you give us a couple examples of like the small wins that you allow yourself to celebrate and acknowledge? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, let me pick one. <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> uh, I win at things every day. Uh, there's opportunities for me to help other people. There's opportunities for me to be helped. So one of the greatest challenges that I face is expanding my business. What's the next step? Do I hire another individual? Do I add more work for the ones that I have? Do I go with another intern? Do I change my systems? So there's, there's so many things that you can win at. And that's just business with respect to self, uh, my mindset. I had a deeper meditation earlier today. Uh, we've started a new diet, my wife and I, because we understand that lectins, we just came to the understanding that lectins in our food are causing problems with digestion and, and uh, in autoimmune challenges. So we're now we're, we've just embraced last night was our first meal of a brand new diet. And it was great. We enjoyed it. It was quite tasty. And I was surprised because I was raised on meat and potatoes. And I'm a meat and potato kind of guy. And, it, and this was all about no meat and no potatoes. It was kale and mushrooms. <laughs> like, <Die. laughs> I'm still here, right? So um, lots of wins every day. Um, and that's the key. Give yourself permission to accept the challenge of recognizing those W's and, and stack those W's up and realize that you will win at many things every day. 
as long as you're awake and trying at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, even just one step forward can be a win or even just stationary, right? Like, hey, I didn't go back. I'm still here. Right. I didn't go back to that bad habit or, you know, I, I focus on 1% better today than I was yesterday. And the power of exponentiation, that's 365% in one year. I think the biggest thing too is like, folk, like the small things is what gets you to where you really want to be. Like don't expect to do it all in one step. Well, I have to admit that you didn't get here yesterday. You, you, You worked your way up to it and you had to learn lots of stuff to get there. I always use walking as an example. Some people can't swim, but everybody seems to be able to walk unless they're handicapped. And my heart goes out to those individuals. And, and that leads me to actually, I want to talk about Joe Dispenza a little bit and the power of our mind to heal ourselves and to get to that next level. I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza, are you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the name, but I might be of his story. I'm not sure. So he was a fellow that uh, he got into an accident many, many years ago and he was had several vertebrae crushed. And he was told that he would not be able to walk ever again. So he figured, well, while I'm laying here and I can't walk, I might as well practice this thing that I was just studying about the power of the mind to heal the body. And he had some techniques and he practiced and practiced until the fact that he was able to meditate himself into that state where he healed his vertebrae. And today he's a very healthy man. Didn't he do like a triathlon right after, like a year after or something like that? I'm not sure if he did a triathlon, but uh, I'd have to research that part. But I I know that he was able to end up walking again and be healthy and teach other people to do the same thing, have the power of their mind, heal their body. It's amazing what our mind is capable of doing, whether for the positive or for the negative. Right. And the thing is that most people delve into that thing where what we think is what we become. And yet they always think about the negative. What did I do wrong? Or what did they do wrong? Or what should they have done? Or what should I have done? And that creates your your tomorrow. So if, if you can just be aware of that, back to awareness and choice, be aware of that reality and flip the coin and embrace positive, your tomorrows will be more positive, 1% a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the best advice that you've ever received? Oh, the best advice that I've ever received. Let me see. I'm going to have to say that always accept the fact that you can get better and do better and use someone else as an example of how you can do that. Just for example, what I mean by that is, so I I follow Brendan Bouchard. I don't know if you know who Brendan Bouchard is. And, And I'm actually, I've been through his training And that's part of what I use for my training is a version of what he teaches because of the the absolute transformation I've been through by going through his 12 month course and being invited to the second and third levels. Uh, They're invite only. So when you do the first portion, it's, it's, you know, you're paid to be there, you pay to be there, but if you don't perform, you don't get invited to the next levels. And it was, it was a real, joy to be invited to those next levels and, and to have that opportunity to be taught all those different things. So the most important thing that I have been coached or taught to do was don't give up and be 1% better today than you were yesterday. I, I like that. Um, what's the best advice that you've ever given? Oh my, it has to be along the lines of, it's a combination of what I've already spoken of for the most part. The, the, the most 
the best advice that I've ever given is don't give up and try to be 1% better tomorrow or today than you were yesterday. I mean, if you're not consistent, what are you, right? You're all over the map. So I, I focus on consistency and, and the reality of life, what it is. Don't let yourself get into that negative. It, it, it's a trap when you get into that negative and you can choose to think positive. So be around positive people is another thing that I share with people. Don't expect, when you're looking at someone to follow, this is another thing that I like to give advice on, is be aware that they had to struggle to get there too. You look at these people that are super like Oprah Winfrey, for example. She didn't get where she is overnight. She went through a lot of struggles to get there. And a lot of people that are trying to make better for themselves, look at that and say, why can't I do that? Well, the thing is you can. You just have to understand that it isn't going to happen tomorrow. So be patient with yourself. Yeah, it'll take little steps to get there, not that one big step. That's right. You can't change everything overnight. An imperfect action is better than no action. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to share with us that I haven't asked you yet? Um, yes, but it's going to be more or less more the same as what I've already shared. And it's embrace our spiritual self. Please, everybody that's out there that gets a chance to listen to this, understand that we can be unlimited with amounts of abundance that are just unimaginable if you just give yourself a chance to work towards it and accept the help to get there. Just be aware of who you are, what you can do. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. You are unique and, and just give yourself that permission to grow without judgment and don't spank yourself every day. Thank yourself every day. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being with us today. I was happy to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. It was great. You're welcome. How can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, uh, they can go to my private Facebook group where I, I have, uh, it's a men's group essentially, but I also have women in there that are, uh, in there for the purpose of helping their men. So they, I let women in to my men's group because they wanna be there to help their own men. So that's called My Personal Reality. You can search that on Facebook. You can search mypersonalreality.ca, that's my website. And in that website, you will find everything that you need to find to contact me, my email, uh, my link tree, which has all my profiles for everything that I do, as well as some assessments and opportunities actually to see if there's some of the uh, affiliate marketing programs you'd like to embrace. Cool. Well, thanks again, Dean. And Thank you. And we'll be in touch. You're welcome. Have a great day. I will. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.